everybody right now should be removing the anxiety around losing money on the on the person booking on their side because getting the booking over the line is the toughest thing right now the goal isn't to live forever the goal is to create something that will you're listening to Perspective, a podcast for four wedding craves, where we sit down often with a special guest and talk about our many years' experience in the wedding industry so that you can learn from us and to help grow your wedding business. If you're a regular listener to this podcast, you'll already be familiar with today's guest. But if not, Mr. Neil Shoney McLean is an online marketing consultant, coach, and speaker offering entrepreneurs confused by digital marketing the fastest and easiest route to profitable ads, emails, and socials so they can scale their business. Neil was last on episode 34 of this podcast as we invited him to educate us in the ways of social media marketing. However, as we all know, the world has changed so much so the MPs are telling us to find better jobs. Well, fuck that. And although we're struggling with a lack of weddings during this COVID crisis, Neil has a few suggestions that's going to help us weave our way back to profitability and to see us thrive in an upcoming post-COVID world. In fact, in his words, you're about to have your best wedding year yet. To find out what he's talking about, definitely keep listening. Of course, this episode is sponsored by With Jack, but I'm going to get onto that a little bit later in the show as a pre-recorded sponsored message. However, Greg, what are we drinking? So, I have an AeroPress here. But I don't actually know what the beans are that I'm drinking because I ground them up oh, last week. They were from my Blue Coffee subscription, but I ground them up last week and then I just carry them about <clears> in a Tupperware and make AeroPresses mm-hmm. wherever I am. So I don't know. A, an AeroPress of some sort. It's tasty and it's good. By the way, that's that that's next level hipster that you carry around the AeroPress and your own grind beans <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> just so you can make a coffee anywhere. You never know when you're going to need a good coffee. <laughs> What are you drinking, Simon? <laughs> oh, that's fair enough. Um, I am drinking something from my beans uh, subscription. It's from the Specialty Roasters Gardelli. And it's the Tarambo. I think that's how you say it. It's got a silent N. Tar- Tarambo with an N right at the beginning. And it's lovely. Gardelli was a world championship uh, coffee winner. So um, I expected some some really good coffee, and that is what I'm drinking. So yeah, nice. And back on the podcast is Neil Shoney McLean. Hello, Neil. What are you drinking? What's happening, team? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, not not such a good thing here. Uh, it is a sachet of Nescafe because I'm self quarantining in a hotel room right now in Glasgow because I just arrived in from the US. Uh, <laughs> you see, uh, you do well with having your own wee AeroPress and pre-ground beans to carry around with you, Neil. <laughs> oh, honestly, that, that was so funny. Like, I, I actually respect it. I think it's absolutely amazing and I might start doing it myself, but that that was like uh, something that you would see. And did you ever see that page? It was uh, overheard in Glasgow West End or something like that. Yes. <laughs> That's that's the type of thing you'd see as a post there and go viral. Yes, yeah, that is that is so true. Well, to add, uh, recently on the podcast, you know, we have been well, 
I say we. We tried uh, a concoction of Dr. Pepper and espresso, which obviously uh, is, is, is not really um, a coffee wanker's sort of drink. <laughs> but uh, I, I, well, I mean, Greg, Greg didn't like it, but I, I have been drinking that pretty nonstop. Really? Yeah, I know. It's not good. What, do, of, what, do you just throw a little bit of Dr. Pepper in? I do, yes. That, uh, that just is interesting. But uh, it's 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 strange. So I'm I'm kind of going back to basics with my coffee because I feel like my coffee cred has uh, gone down. <laughs> so, but, um, I didn't realise yeah. that you were having to quarantine. I knew that you were sort of freshly over in Scotland, but I didn't realise you were quarantining. If I knew that, we yeah. could have delivered a good coffee to your hotel door. <laughs> Uh, it's, ah. it's, it's all it's all good I, i'm sort of coming to the end of it i mean like right. i'm over a week now um uh-huh. of <laughs> of hotel living um <laughs> but I, I, it's been very productive <laughs> that, that's one thing i mean yeah. there, there's, there's not much else to do so i've i've uh, got my head down and got got some work done <laughs> mm. yeah and how's new york awesome. been treating you recently new york's been great i mean I'm out on Long Island, so not right in the city uh, where, you know, all the headlines are uh, at the moment. Uh, We go into the city every like three or four weeks or something for for different things. We went went to the uh, Metropolitan Museum of Art uh, a couple of weeks ago, which is pretty decent. Um, Mm. But yeah, it's, you know, it's all all okay. They're sort of getting back to normality there. who knows that could be second wave big spike and everything but um they're you know sort of easing up a lot around most things right and travel generally okay travel is okay i mean um the planes are getting busier and Mm -hmm. they're uh they're not really thinking about like six six meters or six feet apart or whatever it is uh (laughs) you're you're never sitting directly beside somebody but somebody can be on the second chair and somebody can be right in front of you and right behind you so Mm. you know it's uh it's probably not the best thing especially like i don't mind being like that close to people like I, i just sort of like you know I'm not like licking their face or anything, but, uh, but if we're like actually thinking about a flight, you're there for like eight hours in this like hot box. Yeah. So you like, it's just not the environment to be super close to human, <laughs> pardon me, yeah. humans during a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Neil, can I just give you a little bit of advice? See, when we come out of this, licking people's faces is just generally not considered good. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't be doing it. <clears throat> okay. Know. Right. Yeah. Well, on, yeah. on a social level, you know. Well, I'll I'll, I'll consider switching that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you for joining us on today's episode. Obviously, it's kind of strange how this uh, came about. To be <laughs> honest, <laughs> uh, for people who have listened to, I think it's episode thirty-two of the podcast when Neil was last on. Um, Hey, uh, I've just double-checked. It's episode 34. Um, 32 is uh, Eric Floberg's episode, if you if people want to go check that out, because that was a really good episode as well. But no, for Neil, it's 34. Screw the Vanity Metrics with Neil Shoney McLean. Definitely go check it out. It's filled with... I'll have a link directly to it in the show notes as well. <clears throat> again, again, Dave Clayton uh, <laughs> coming in with the sort of hookup here. So obviously I knew... Uh, Neil, that you were uh, over in Scotland just from your Instagram. 
and obviously it got it got to that time where you know I needed a haircut and uh, I was sitting in David's chair and uh, for some reason uh, you popped into the conversation yeah Dave mentioned I think now I might be forgetting this but I think Dave was going to be cutting your hair that day yep he was was. Uh, and then obviously my name got brought up in your conversation and you messaged to say that you think you've got some uh, good content that our listeners would benefit from. Yeah. So yeah, strange, uh, strange small world. Sure, sure is. Uh, <laughs> the the way it came up as well when he was saying that you were in and everything, I was like, oh, I was actually thinking on the plane there that I would maybe uh, get in touch with them just because you know we it, actually off the back of your last episode probably uh, uh, the last episode where we, we podcasted together, um, mm-hmm. you know, loads of new wedding people came onto the the program. So I'm obviously between our like the the stuff that we share and then just obviously wedding people being very creative and proactive. I'm seeing quite a lot in terms of, you know, what people are doing to sort of pivot right now, what people Mm -hmm. like how people's mindsets are towards the whole thing. And, you know, in a, in a weird roundabout way with so many like wedding creatives coming onto the program plus i've worked with winning creatives for for quite a while now anyway mm-hmm. uh i don't know i feel a sort of <laughs> uh like a connection with them in the same sort of mm-hmm. weird way that i always did with personal trainers because they were the first people who joined my programs um, oh, yeah. and so when the fitness industry and the gyms closed like i was really proactive about getting on to to shows in which i could maybe uh, offer some words of advice but more than anything I just wanted to sort of come from the standpoint of reducing anxiety reducing stress for the people out there who are in absolute worlds of panic right now yeah you know? yeah and that that's the that's the key thing that that I'd really like to to change with this episode by s- simply maybe just repositioning the whole situation that we're in or Mm -hmm. you know giving somebody one idea to go away and focus on or or something like that yeah i think that would be amazing for the listeners to sort of get some sort of level-headed advice sort of thing because there is a lot of panic and anxiety as you're talking about especially like right now there's talk of was it a circuit breaker they're calling it where like the october holiday could be used as a break to stop this again and even like just mm. now, we've been recording a couple of episodes in the office, like a couple of meters apart. But with yourself, we knew you were busy and sort of just so freshly over to Scotland. So you, it was easier for you not to come into the office. And even myself and Simon decided, like, we've got a wedding on Friday up in Sky. And we're like, awesome. let's not spend too much time in the same place together so that we're mm. cutting out any extra risk that we have. So there's yeah, yeah. so many different worries that people are having that yeah. I think this episode could be really useful for people. Well, what's the sort of terms of the wedding? Like, uh, is it uh, like what what kind of wedding is it? It's a, it's just a full on elopement. Cool. So just a couple, um, a photographer and ourselves, and obviously a, a celebrant. Yeah, and, that- and uh, yeah, just just all outside. So awesome. Yeah. And that may actually be a good point for this episode is like to distinguish when we talk about elopements, we're maybe talking about purely just the couple 
and the witnesses, either being the photographer mm. or filmmaker, when we're talking about intimate micro weddings, whatever we're going to call them, those are ones with like sort of restricted guest numbers, maybe. Yes. So in our head, that's what we refer to them as. I know some mm. people call the smaller weddings elopements as well, but for us, it's like an elopement is no guests at all, really. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously, Greg and I um, have not been into the office. And although we are allowing our co-working space to continue operating, you know, with hand sanitizer and, and wipes everywhere, hmm. um, we we are remote recording as of right now. So if there's any uh, loss of signal, just bear with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I think um, I think you're right. I think the content you're going to come to us with on this episode is going to be really handy, especially. After um, MPL Lok Sharma quoted that um, people in the events industry need to f- need to find better jobs, so really, uh, yeah, that that was fun, and I know <laughs> obviously a lot of people are kind of outraged by that sentence. Was that actually what he said? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was. Yeah. I mean, he was pushed for an answer on this subject, and then at the end of the clip that they're sort of showing. He's talking about the new scheme that they have for training people and continued learning in life. And he's saying, so they can do that and get better jobs. And it's like, did you really <laughs> just say that? Jesus. Oh, man. We thought this was the best job in the world. That, that's that's <laughs> going to be like uh, an episode of The Thick of It or oh, the, yeah. the film it In The Loop, where he just yeah. comes out, out of that room and he's like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that show. Oh. Yeah, so obviously uh, you work with a fair few wedding industry people. Uh, although for the life of me, I can't actually remember who or what sort of businesses uh, they tend to operate. Obviously, the, the majority of our listeners on this podcast are filmmakers and photographers. Um, but what other kind of businesses do you help with? Well, within the wedding industry specifically, we've got quite a few uh, photographers and videographers again probably off the back of the last episode <laughs> uh, but then on top of that we've got things like uh, people who make wedding cakes um, we've also got one wedding band well actually it's a, a group who um, like an, an agency for for three small wedding bands um, mm-hmm. and then we've got somebody who actually teaches people in the wedding industry how to make sugar flowers for for wedding cakes as well so we've got we've got quite a few different different spots within the wedding industry that that we cover um like within the program so Mm -hmm. yeah very cool what sort of common issues are you hearing from them just now well obviously with with everything going on right now um like work is obviously had quite a quite a big impact and inbound inquiries have had quite a big impact um i am noticing that some people are still getting inquiries with regards elopements and very very small weddings uh which is great so you know when they've got that sort of systems in place even um one of one of the members put some focus like four weeks ago into um seo because she was just trying to make the most of the time i guess um 
and she ended up uh, massively increasing her her website traffic and uh, bagging a couple of sales in which one of them she said was her her biggest sale ever which was weird in this time but uh but yeah inbound leads can still be coming in but for most people it's not the norm like you know inbound leads are significantly lower so people have to either get more creative use the time wisely or uh, need to go proper inverted commas guerrilla marketing uh you know and going out there and finding the work what is guerrilla marketing just so guerrilla marketing is almost uh it's like person to person if you will so it's Uh you know it's going out there it's contacting people it's cold calling it's uh going through instagram hashtags and location tags finding people who are engaged starting Mm -hmm. conversations you know it's it's that very person to person type marketing uh, Mm -hmm. as opposed to you know running facebook ads and uh social media posts out there and this that and the other do you tend to find that guerrilla marketing is generally a, a good way to approach uh, marketing for smaller businesses? Definitely. It, it, yeah. It's a really big part of of small business that small businesses these days don't want to do. Um, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it, it's one of those ones where and I like to think I'm I'm one of the people, one of the one of the only people <laughs> who who avoid this uh, in my market of teaching people digital marketing, mm-hmm. social media, Facebook ads, etc is not to actually advertise that people are going to have 10 million pounds in their bank within 30 (laughs) days. Um, And that, you know, uh, as soon as you've got Facebook ads, right, you never have to worry again, which can be true for some people, but you know, you can't say that when it's not the, the 100% norm, you're going to have to do a bit of hustling, especially if it's a brand new business to, Mm. to, you know, get the first few clients on board and get into conversations and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess the wedding industry is obviously it's a seasonal business, especially here in Scotland when you you know there's clearly a wedding season in the summer. Yeah. Um but in general, you know, it's it is quite predictable. But I suppose like do you have any advice for wedding suppliers at kind of this moment where it's really hard to predict stuff that's going on? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the the first thing with with, with sort of mindset, I, I would guess towards the whole thing that we're we're going through at the moment is to is to know that the best year ever is coming, like that that is going to be a thing for you. And whether that is you know four months from now starting or eight months from now starting, it is coming. Uh, it's the same sort of thing that we're already starting to see with gyms, but when things start to normalize a lot more, that's really going to happen for gyms as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But people have been so restricted from what they want to be able to do. You know, you've still got people who are, uh, you know, getting engaged, but also there's so many people who have been engaged for a long time, who had weddings planned, who've had to put them on the back burner. And you're going to have this absolute cluster of weddings because people aren't going to be able to get into the venues they're wanting. It's going to be back to back. It's going to be, you know, wedding venues booked out right throughout the week as well as the weekends out of season. Mm. All of that's going to be there. And, you know, even though this isn't a a good thing, but there are going to be, you know, uh, less people in the wedding wedding industry uh, there competing for the work as well. Yeah. So, 
as long as you can be creative, be resilient and wait this out, the best year Mm -hmm. of your business almost organically is coming at some point in the near future. So that's like one thing to get really clear on right away. The, The second thing with mindset is to know that, you know, businesses are always going up and down anyway. And it's, you know, it's a bit like, I guess the stock market in, in that sort of thing, you have to Mm -hmm. expect the, the downsides are going to come. And of course, this is like a big hit. This is almost like, you know, wall street crash. (laughs) So (laughs) in, in the stock market, this is wall street crash. However, if you had, uh, put money in the stock market in like 1920, whenever it kicked off and then gone through, uh, you know, Wall Street crash, housing market collapse, um, uh, all the different uh, recessions, every sort of 10 years, there being some sort of major downturn. Uh, there's a stat out there that's if you had put your money in, then the average would have been that you would have returned 8% per year on your money every single year right throughout. So even though you've gone through the worst times, you would still have come out super, super positively um, years down the line on average. So in the same sort of scenario, everybody wedding industry or not right now needs to go, hey, this is the equivalent of the Wall Street crash and things just going absolutely to zero or just above. However, on the other side of it, there's going to be a big correction. So there's going to be, you know, the market's not going to go back to normal. The market's going to increase ginormously in demand on the other side. So if you were to look at, you know, between 2019 and 2024 as a five-year period, as long as you capitalize on when the the uh, correction in the market comes back, you could find that your average comes out at like your average annual income, if you will, comes out at what you were already at before there was ever a global pandemic anyway. So it might seem tough right now, but there's a big correction coming. There's going to be a lot of demand for for your services on the other side of it. Uh, and, you know, there's still stuff that you can do right now. Obviously, we'll, we'll have a wee bit of a chat about that. But simply knowing that there is a big correction coming in the market and it's going to be an overcorrection there's going to be a lot of demand for your services is something that you know everybody can take on as something that's actually quite exciting and you can be preparing for it now yeah mm-hmm. that sort of reminds me about we were talking to um cole from nordica photography and we were talking about how we both of our businesses started up around about 2010 so that was fresh after this 2008 recession and Mm. it was like almost like shooting fish in a barrel getting bookings and it was really great to get running and it was quite almost easy to get business at that first couple of years yeah so it reminds me of that so i'm just thinking like most businesses in the wedding industry aren't like really old they're not sort of 20 year old businesses so they've maybe not been through a recession or yeah. anything to that extent so what what are some of these things that we can do to prepare for when things maybe get to that sort of easier stage well there's tons and tons of things that that you can be doing right now to really maximize things on the other side uh so i mean if we even like kick off with your offer at the moment 
So if you're struggling to get bookings and things, uh, I was speaking to a few people in the, in the wedding industry about this, uh, last Wednesday. Um, you know, something that I'm noticing just because we've got so many people, I was having a wee bit of a nausea around, um, wedding industry websites right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was noticing that, that nobody's, well, nobody that I can see, there might be a few, a few listeners here who, who've got this down, but nobody's really putting straight away on the, the homepage of their, their website or application processes really, really bold and obvious that they have a 100% refund guarantee if the wedding's canceled or the, uh, or the wedding needs to be moved. Um, this is something that, you know, I push for everything that there should always be a 100% money back guarantee in built into your service because uh, the majority of the time it's going to massively increase the amount of people who are willing to go over the line and become a booking in your business or a purchaser. Mm. However, the majority of people will never ever ask for a refund. Uh, mm. it, you know, like we, we've had a money back guarantee, a 30 day money back guarantee on uh, both of our uh, entry programs, our mentorship program, and also uh, straight up consultancy for, well, including the consultancy, that's seven years. Um, we've never had one refund request, um, you know, but it, it massively affects the amount of people that feel, uh, you know, it's cool. I can, I can go into this and if it doesn't work, I can just ask for a refund. So mm-hmm. more people will take action. Now I brought this up last Wednesday and somebody was like, but what about if I, if, what, what if I book 10 weddings and they all end up asking for refunds? And I was like, well, yeah. if, if they, if, if you don't have that money back guarantee and you book zero weddings, you're in the exact same position. If only nine of them mm. ask for a refund, <laughs> you've got a wedding, you've got, you've got income. If all of them stay great. And also most people aren't going to be asking for a refund. They're going to be asking for you to move the dates with them. So mm-hmm. as they move their dates, they're going to want uh, you to come with them. So, you know, if, yeah. they, if they push their wedding back four months, they're going to say, we're looking at moving it to this date. Are you still available? Because the mm-hmm. key thing with, with wedding, especially if you're a photographer, videographer and, and things like that, those are the type of ones where, you know, you've got so many variables going on when you're booking a wedding in the first place. Once you get your, your videographer or your uh, photographer down, it's number one, an exciting moment, but number two, you don't want to entertain anything else. Like you like the fact that it's ticked off, (laughs) you know, you've Mm -hmm. got that one down. It's the same with your wedding cake. It's the same with your wedding band and a whole bunch of other different things associated with weddings, florists, et cetera. You, as soon as you get something and you're excited about them, you know, you're not trying to find other solutions in the meantime. That's not a thing. Mm-hmm. So everybody right now should be removing the anxiety around losing money on the on the person booking on their side. Because mm-hmm. getting the booking over the line is the toughest thing right now. However, if people had no risk, so if they were like, well, uh, you know, we've got a wedding in three months, but if everything goes into a lockdown, then uh, we're not going to be able to do it. But hey, this this person actually allows us to have a 100% money back guarantee if that so happens and we can't 
uh, we can't have the wedding. Mm-hmm. So as long as the wedding goes ahead within your terms, the income still goes ahead. If the wedding doesn't go ahead, technically there's a cancellation policy there. However, most people are going to actually just move the dates with you. Mm-hmm. So you're going to come along for the ride with them. And when the wedding does eventually happen, you've still got that booking. So right now, more than anything, it, it should be repositioning the offer as, you know, like from what I can see from looking around maybe 15, 20 uh, websites the other night, um, I didn't see that anywhere. It wasn't on the application page. It wasn't on the mm-hmm. homepage. You can actually differentiate yourself even if they're, you're the first website that they land on, say somebody just got engaged, I literally saw somebody got engaged this morning. Uh, if somebody just got engaged this morning and you're the first website that they land on and you position it as um, we're one of the only photographers, videographers, this, that, the other, uh, who are offering a 100% money back guarantee if you move your dates or the wedding uh, is cancelled due to the the pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, something like that is a great way to differentiate yourself right away and get that application over the line. Yeah, yeah, man, you've just uh, you've just jumped right into the hornet's nest with that one. <laughs> <laughs> that you're absolutely right. That that is not um, industry standard. Obviously, and because of this whole thing. Um, your booking fee or your deposit or whatever people want to call it. Um, and they have been changing what they call it just to legalities and, and what you have to give back to clients and stuff. Um, <clears throat> that, yeah, it's kind of actually, you, it's kind of gotten more strict because obviously this is, I, I think the idea is that this is um, people's livelihoods, you know, so, you know, people need to pay rent, Christmas is coming up, they're going to be thinking, holy shit, I need to hunker down and hold on to this cash that I need to live on. So if there are clients who, you know, need to cancel and you'd be, you'd be surprised uh, how many people are asking, are actually asking for their money back. Um, But suppliers are getting really scared because well, one, because they probably haven't rewritten their contract. Uh, I think that's probably a big deal, mm. uh, that you do need to rewrite your contract to allow this to happen. And usually you're talking about clients who have booked maybe a year prior. So maybe, you know, this COVID situation wouldn't have been considered when their uh, all, all their kind of terms and conditions were written out. Yeah. So, um it's either all or nothing, I suppose. You know, you, you can't say to one client, "Hey, okay, I'm going to give you your deposit back," uh, because then if people then come back to you and say, "Hey, I heard this person, ha- you know, got their money back," and then you kind of just need to, you know, to keep your contract strong from a legal point of view, you kind of need to do that with everyone, and then suddenly you've got no money. I think that's probably the biggest fear in people's minds. Yeah, it's, I, I, think, I can see it. I think yeah. definitely the the sort of refund is one of the things that's causing. You're seeing it in Facebook groups, and it's causing people a lot of stress. But a lot what Neil's yeah. suggesting seems to be quite a different approach, and you're proactively offering it, so you're structuring your business differently to account yeah, for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's almost like a like just going that complete opposite direction but using that as a way to market and Mm -hmm. to get the applications over the line and get the bookings over the line 
because there are people, plenty of people, Liam in, inside my mentorship, he got married last week. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's plenty of people, and you're going to a wedding <laughs> in, in, <laughs> in a couple of days. There are plenty of people who are going ahead with their weddings, even right now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's not that you're doing this to fill the diary and expecting them all to be mm-hmm. cancelling. It's, it's a sure fact that some weddings will be cancelled and put back. But it's a big difference between, you know, some people being like, I haven't had an inquiry in weeks. And, you know, you differentiating yourself in such a way that can actually have multiple bookings coming in per week. And, Mm. you know, if you end up servicing 25, 50 or 75 percent of them, they're every single option there, even the 25 percent is way above the zero of not getting any bookings at all. Mm hmm. So in yeah. in this sort of time, we're not really looking for record months and record quarters. We're we're looking at how can we end up turning up to a wedding and getting paid for it. And mm-hmm. the very first thing that has to happen for for that to go ahead is an inquiry, and then somebody to actually put down a deposit. Uh, mm-hmm. And to make that happen right now, especially if you're premium, if you're premium price for for your services, you're gonna you're gonna want to give them that reassurance uh, on mm. their side to get them over the line. Mm. I I actually, it, it's so funny because I actually love that idea. What would be the steps then you would take to have someone do that? Do, do, you, do you think that they, they need to rewrite their terms and conditions or... Um, do they need to consider past clients that have already booked or, you know, if they were to get new clients, do they just move them over to a new contract or what would, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I would just make sure that everybody feels appreciated. So if you've got prior bookings before the pandemic and everything that's gone on right now, you can say, well, uh, it's not within our terms and conditions, but just to let you know what we are going to do for for you is mm-hmm. um, we're going to move with your dates. So if if you end up uh, booking, if you end up having your wedding, you know, a year from now or eight months from now, whenever it may be, we're going to move mm-hmm. with your dates um, to be there for you. Uh, on those dates so you're not offering a refund where it wasn't offered before but you might be offering to move pardon me with their dates where it wasn't offered before so they can Mm -hmm. still feel appreciated and that you're moving for them now on the website i would have something along the lines of for new people coming in i the statement i would be making is bookings from and then whatever date um come with a 100 money back guarantee uh, due to uh, cancellations or date moves or something along the lines. And then you yeah. just have to go with what you're comfortable with. Bear in mind that having something like this in place, even if the terms are actually within your favor, within the terms and conditions, is still a great deal above uh, what other people are are uh, putting out there right now. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. a great positioning tool. Mm-hmm. The fact that you just brought this up, uh, I, I didn't even think about doing that and i don't think the majority of our industry has even thought about doing that they have gone the opposite way and it's so interesting to have you suggest that it's such a bold move but i suppose that's kind of what you're after in terms of marketing yeah i mean i'd like i i would rather be booking 10 weddings a week right now and servicing three of them 
mm-hmm. <laughs> in the end than uh, yeah. having no bookings, having no work, being stressed out and zero income. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I suppose, I mean, right kind of in the middle of this, when we were kind of coming out of lockdown, maybe the idea that... Um, you know, this would all be cleared up by next year. The 2021 is going to be absolutely fine. Was maybe on people's minds. But I think right now, I think this is going to continue right through 2021 and probably, you know, probably impact 2022 as well. And maybe even further ahead, speculating. And obviously people aren't going to stop getting married. But I do think people are going to be having these um, intimate weddings. They're going to be getting eloped. So what's more appealing than that safety cushion of that offering that, you know, someone can have their money back from a client's point of view, that would be it actually comes across total relief. Quite, quite, yeah, it comes across as quite confident as well, though, right? Yeah. So from, uh-huh. from the point of view of landing on somebody's website because you've typed into Google wedding photographers in Glasgow or whatever it may be, um, you know, landing on that website for the first time and seeing that confidence, mm-hmm. you know, that they, they can deal with a money, money back guarantees, like a, a, a benefit on top, if you will, or something from the point of view of the customer. So they're seeing mm-hmm. that you're confident enough to have the money back guarantee, um, as well as positioning it as you're one of the very few people offering it right now. Um, uh-huh. it, it's probably going to get them submitting an inquiry before they even look at website number two. Yeah. Um, I do have a quick question, actually. Um, one thing that I've noticed people do, uh, and this is just regarding pricing, is that for people, uh, I mean, so it kind of had this wave of, um, oh, I don't know, unacceptability earlier on when this whole thing started. But I have noticed, again, that people are putting... You know how in business you have your five-year plan and you say, hey, but 2021, I want to be charging this. 2022, I want to be charging this. I've noticed that people are kind of sticking with those plans. And for people who are even even postponing to 2021, 2022, they're seeing an increase in that cost for, for that product because the business is going with their plan of, hey, I've got to make... You know, I've got to raise my prices by this much. What's your thoughts on that? I think you can still raise your prices. Now, most people in general massively uh, devalue themselves and, and don't mm-hmm. don't charge what they're, they're worth to the customer. Um, yeah. And it can actually quite often negatively impact the amount of leads that they bring in. So, you know, mm-hmm. you hit a wedding photographer's page and it's, you know, 500 bucks and you're just like, well... F- they could have the best images in the world on on that website but you almost just Mm -hmm. make the assumption based on price perception that they're not a a good wedding photographer and they're not in high demand whereas you Mm -hmm. see a wedding photographer that's 3k and you go wow this person must be super confident super busy they must know Mm -hmm. their stuff inside out they must have done a million weddings because of the price price point associated with it and bear in mind that there's a lot of people that are in hardship right now, but at the same time, there's plenty of people who would never be massively affected by a recession or a pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. Some people's businesses have massively moved forward. Um, mm. Loads of industries have massively moved forward where technology, for example, has done incredibly well. Um, yeah. So there's there's plenty of people out there who either had money 
before this or you mm-hmm. know they're actively out there uh, grinding to make money but at the same time that's moved forward with what's going on right now so it's not to say this you know inverted commas nobody's buying right now or everybody's being careful with money mm-hmm. there's, there's plenty of people who you know they just want the best of the best um and so if you've got plans to raise your prices i i don't see that as a big issue unless unless you know you're either very premium already or mm-hmm. you're not seeing any movement within your your product or service as it is at the moment and you're yeah. just increasing the price although at the same time there's there's like an old thing in marketing where we say if something's uh, if something's not selling very well double the price um so it's like that that <laughs> price perception can actually sell things really well as well so basically yeah. i i for for the most part most people can move their business forward by you know increasing the prices right now even it's you know it's not it's not really a big deal because it's still just a price perception thing yeah yeah the whole no one's buying right now as you said earlier one of your clients said their biggest sale in forever i think you said yeah people are still buying and for certain industries like the photography and filmmaking side of things for these small weddings it's even more important to get them so it's just a case of either getting the right client that understands that or educating the client to understand that. Because we had yeah. an inquiry recently and I got Simon to do the sort of instruction call with them. And I'd left a note for him and said, look, you can have a bit of flexibility on this price if need be. If you think it will get the booking over the line, because we just want to be filming and we want them to have a film. But he did the call. Don't think he mentioned the discount if they needed it. I didn't. And they ended up coming off the call in 2X on our proposal. So we proposed them the base price for an elopement and they added on extras using this mm-hmm. new software that we're using and they doubled what we had proposed to them as a price. So it just goes <laughs> to show that people are still booking and they do value these products. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it's become a thing during the pandemic for people to post up on social media the ridiculous things that they bought because they were bored and it's like it's always super expensive stuff as well do you know it's like mm. it be being in scotland and buying like a massive jacuzzi pool for for your garden that you'll use for like half a day once and it's simon you like have you bucks. bought one of them recently god damn it <laughs> did i just catch I'm you so, out with that I'm, yeah man except for i I'm use it every crazy. day i'm 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 so basic honestly <laughs> oh, oh. In, in fact yeah Lindsay actually pointed me in the direction of this article that said you're uh you're yeah it's something along the lines of you know, like you're super basic if you did this during during the pandemic i'm like fuck i did so many of those my my, my wife wanted one as well i was like yeah. don't be ridiculous i was like i was like you get it if you want i was like i'm not getting in it <laughs> oh man i'm telling you they are so good I'm, yeah. I'm it li- literally I'm in it every night I bought it for my wife for her birthday but I'm in it every single night class but um yeah I'm pretty sure I was like a, a seal in a past life or something <laughs> with Jack was designed from the ground up and is tailored specifically for creatives whether you provide a service like design development or photography or offer advice to clients with Jack is for you it's focused on creatives Insurance shouldn't be complicated, so with Jack has made every step easy. You'll deal with one form and talk to one Jack as you sign up, get covered, and move on with your day. 
With Jack, it's all about bespoke insurance for creatives. Simple. That doesn't mean more forms are fast. It means less. It's not about endless features and stale service. It's about one solid policy and the personal touch. Bye-bye, unnecessary fuss. Hello, creative-friendly insurance. Be a confident creative. Uh, Right, so in terms of, you know, taking advantage of when the industry starts kicking back in, what else should wine suppliers be doing to take advantage of this time that's going to be coming but isn't quite here yet? So right now, I'd be working on everything, front-end systems and back-end systems. Front-end being getting in touch with people, being seen for the first time, raising your your influence and authority in the marketplace, and then the back-end systems really streamlining things like your offer, your product, uh, you know, website, all of those things as well. So the marketing mm-hmm. on the front end and the systems of closing customers on the back end. This is something that you can be focusing on right now and streamlining so that when things correct and there is a big surge of uh, or a big massive cluster of weddings for probably about an 18 month period, you're in a position where people already know who you are. You've built up more authority you've built up more influence and you've got the systems to close a higher percentage of those people who hit your website. Uh, so I'd be working on both of those. Uh, for for a, bit, a big thing on the front end is quite simply, you know, getting out there and using social media um, as much as possible right now and going back to guerrilla marketing from the, the start of the episode, mm-hmm. something that I would probably be doing right now knowing that the people who could be in the cluster a year from now are people who are already engaged at the moment or even had weddings booked six months ago you know they maybe already Mm. had their wedding venue booked six months ago plus and they still haven't got married at this stage because they still have the dream of the the big wedding so Mm -hmm. something that you can do to get in front of these people Right now, when they're probably stressing out about, you know, the the wedding and like not having any certainty with it, is go into Instagram and go into either location tags or hashtags. Now, you just simply go to the search bar, you go and you can choose between location tags, search tags or page tags. But you go into location tags or hashtags and search for wedding venues that you typically service. So if there's a wedding venue, let's say, so I got I got uh, married up at Acknagairn Castle up north. So if I was a wedding photographer, videographer, or anybody, especially if I had worked there before, I would go onto Instagram and I would search for Acknagairn Castle, Acknagairn Estate, and I would go into those location tags and hashtags and I would see all the posts that people have done announcing that they've just booked there in the last like year, year and a half right now, maybe even two years. And I would simply be liking every one of those. I would comment saying incredible venue. I actually shot there uh, before all of this happened or I've shot there multiple times or uh, one of my favorite venues to shoot at, something along those lines, get their mm-hmm. attention that way. And then you can either, you can take this one step further if you want, which would be to actually then follow up with a quick message 
and just say something super casual and conversation starting such as um awesome to see that you're you're booked in at Achnagarin State um just wondering did, did the wedding end up going ahead or um what what's happened with you and your wedding uh, with everything that's going on at the moment start a conversation there then you know that can become have you booked your photographer yet have you booked your videographer yet um Mm -hmm. no because we're we're scared about this that the other well we actually have a money-back guarantee that if the dates change or the wedding gets cancelled then there's the full refund request or something along those lines so you can Mm -hmm. go out there right now you could spend two hours doing that and you could actually be in touch with 300 people who have weddings booked at uh wedding venues that you shot at before with super high relevancy and how you're getting in touch with them. Mm-hmm. Now, if you started the conversation, then you get in a whole bunch of conversations. You can end up with a whole bunch of book calls, consultancies um, that end up to, to bookings. If you don't reach out to them and you go for a, a more backseat approach, it can still work really well as long as the first impression that they get on your Instagram page, because everybody who doesn't have 500,000 followers on Instagram, which is just about everybody, uh, when they get a like and a comment on a post, the first thing they're doing if they don't recognize the name is going to the profile. So they're going to check out who you are. So as long as your bio says something on the lines of wedding videographer, uh, uh, or maybe even saying something on the lines, one of the only wedding videographers right now who offers a 100% money back guarantee so secure your dates now, DM me or DM me to secure your dates now or see if our, your dates are available, something like that. Mm-hmm. That means that they might do the the DM in instead. So as long as your first impressions are good, then there's a high probability that they'll get in touch with you, you know, because of the, the repositioning of the offer. It does work mm-hmm. really well to actually just reach out to them as long as you don't look like you're selling right off the bat. If you, you know, go in quite casually and say, you know, I'm just really interested to know that did this wedding go ahead or um, yeah. like oh, what what ended up happening? And they'll probably come back with a with a big story on it anyway. Um, yeah, that's when you don't want a wedding name as your uh, your Instagram page, right? You don't want to be the Edin- Edinburgh wedding photographer. Like, oh, hey, uh, I saw you were doing this. It's like, mm, just that name comes off as salesy. Or maybe you do. Well, it, it, I don't know. the thing is, plenty of people will think that. Uh, and, you know, some people might not even reply for that reason. But you're mm-hmm. you're just looking for the conversations that do come back. And, you know, plenty, yeah. of, plenty of people might even be like, hey, this person is probably looking for a sale, but like it's like they've positioned it in a nice way or you know Mm -hmm. by saying look i i'm just really interested to know uh, what ended up happening with the wedding did it end up going ahead just with everything that's going on right now yeah Uh, it's a good conversation starter instead of saying um are you still looking for a wedding videographer or a Mm -hmm. wedding or whatever like something like that's getting no replies but Mm-hmm. Going in with a good conversation starter is going to get uh, quite a few replies. And fro- from there, you know, a few messages down the line, then you can wrap it round into, um, you know, uh, have they got a wedding videographer, uh, photographer booked in yet? If not, mm-hmm. hey, well, do you want to jump on a quick call? There's no pressure. We also, just to let you know, have a 100% money back guarantee. So even if you did want to go ahead, you can secure your dates. You can have us lined up to work with you. And yet, mm-hmm. if the dates get pushed back, there's no problem at all. There's no risk. Yeah. There. I feel um, like maybe I made a, a bad assumption there, actually, that 
if you're getting in contact with people, they don't want to be sold something. Yeah. That's probably a bad assumption to make. Yeah, that, a, lot, but, a, a, yeah. a lot of people would, uh, would love their problems to be solved right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know why I took that view right enough. Uh, because if you're after something and it comes to you, like, um, I think we've already been talking about the idea of convenience. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. I'm going to have to change my mindset there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I, the, this sort of strategy is is really, really simple. You can get through hundreds of people who have weddings booked uh, in a very short space of time. You can mm-hmm. come across as highly relevant because you've worked in their, video, uh, their venue before. In fact, j- just from the point of view of somebody who got married semi-recently, um, just coming up on first wedding anniversary, actually, um, mm. we... Well, from from my point of view, uh, and I, I think Adriana was was very much the same. Like a, a huge priority, and it it doesn't mean guaranteed, but a a huge thing that is beneficial, I guess, in the in the buying process for anything weddings is knowing that they've worked in the venue that you've booked prior. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, just simply, just like we knew that, like Athnagaran Castle is absolutely amazing, but it's incredible because it's like the rooms are quite darkened and then it's mm. lit up by like the the big fireplace and you know the fairy lights and things so if somebody's used to doing like outdoor weddings or you know much brighter venues then the question could come in um have they shot in this sort of lighting before you know something like that could come into your head but if somebody's like yeah i've actually got like four look books of weddings that we've done in that venue then it was like you you just don't want anything to go wrong in your wedding day yeah Mm. and so you know being able to book people who already have experience with either weddings like yours or you know venues like yours or whatever it may be is something that's that's really beneficial so it would be a great uh way to position it to to say uh I love that venue. I've I've actually shot there multiple times, or uh, yeah. I love that venue. I shot there last October, or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. It'd be a great uh, a great way to get them to really take notice of you as a potential for for a booking right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, with regarding that, if if you haven't serviced that venue before, and you're maybe wanting to push your portfolio in a different direction, how would you then approach a, a a to be client i i i would just say something along the lines of i love that venue you know mm-hmm. d- you know just make it relevant so it doesn't look like a copy and paste spammy comment yeah uh, okay. so that it encourages people to actually click through and come through and have the conversation with you uh mm-hmm. but you know it's just a benefit like i would say in in this scenario you start with the venues that you have serviced yeah you know if if you're a, a a wedding venue specific type business so mm-hmm. like videographers photographers and things like that if it was uh, wedding cakes you know it doesn't really matter if uh, it, it's not as big a deal anyway mm-hmm. uh, if you've done that venue before it doesn't that doesn't, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't matter it's still a good conversation point and mm-hmm. i would say if you're a a, a wedding cake uh, baker i would say it's still a good thing to start with wedding venues in which you've created cakes for people who've had weddings there because it's highly relevant in the comment that you put there 
saying yeah. somebody that uh, a, a wedding cake that I made last year um, was for an amazing couple at that venue. You know, it, you could even go a step further and uh, and tag in the the couple. Massive relevancy, and the couple will probably come back and comment mm-hmm. below it, saying um, they were absolutely incredible. Highly recommend them. <laughs> you know <laughs> that, that type of thing. You, you can maybe notify them if you're going to tag them three hundred times. <laughs> but uh, but for for the most part, um, you know your your past customers are actually going to just want to support you in any way they can right now. So yeah. Uh, yeah. even if even if they saw that you were doing this a few times, they're probably going to be like, hey you know, I just really want to support you because you did an amazing job at our, our wedding. Yeah. There's a couple of things cool. you've sort of mentioned there that lead me on to one of the next sort of topics and that you mentioned about how just your past clients are going to want to support you just now and then your anniversary is coming up soon. So we use a program called Pick Time to deliver our sort of final films and on that they have some sales automation stuff where you can sort of automatically send out emails to past clients wishing them happy anniversary and offering a discount or if they've left their shopping cart empty or left something in their shop cart and not bought you can repurpose that and come back so we've actually like most people don't spend loads on those sort of items that we sell but all you need is like one or two to purchase a couple extras you're getting a wee bit of income coming in each month Uh, Mm. so we found that to be really useful so for the suppliers that can't play the long game in trying to get bookings for the future. They need income right now. Do you have any other sort of advice for them and what they could be doing right now? Yeah, well, a hundred percent. the The first example that you just had there is is really, really highly relevant. Like, what can you actually sell to your past customers right now? Now, first of all, at the best of times, you should probably be doing this anyway. So you should be getting back in pa- uh, back in touch with your past customers and just saying, hey, just let you know we're doing this. Just let you know we're doing this and make it something that could be absolutely awesome for their anniversary or, you know, just like a new way to repurpose their images or their videos or whatever it may be. Uh, that type of thing would be really, really good at the best of times. However, right now, more than anything, it would definitely be something that that you want to get creative with. So, you know, maybe even looking, go go on Etsy or something and get some inspiration for some different things that you could do or create um, that could be something that you could offer past clients. Uh, Maybe it's framed images. Maybe it's, uh, you know, new lookbooks. Maybe it's, um, you know, I I don't actually know what, what it could be, but, you you would know better than I would how you could repurpose your videos or your images to make something mm-hmm. new for them. And, you know, you could even, like if you were a vid- videographer, you could actually say, hey, do you want a, a whole new uh, a whole new image gallery of your wedding? We can actually mm-hmm. go pa- uh, through past footage, including the footage that you got and you didn't get, um, and take high quality stills and create a whole new... Um, wedding lookbook that would be an amazing anniversary gift yeah <laughs> yeah right honestly that now i think everybody listening who is a videographer should go and do that right because <laughs> my wife would absolutely lose it if uh if i managed to get hold of a brand new lookbook of our wedding mm. with all new images yeah 
Yeah. Now fact, the fo- the photographer is probably not going to do that because you would <laughs> you would imagine that would be what they would deem as the second string images, whereas for you this is new. This is you know mm-hmm. we can get you the best of the best from from the high quality video and uh, export those stills and create a lookbook of um a hundred incredible images of of your wedding. Greg and I had a, a little moment with regards to the pick time extras that we offer. So we do take screen grabs of of the stuff just to kind of uh, fill out their private page and stuff, and that they can buy as well. But honestly, you some of the image that people are 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 buying from you are really strange, <laughs> like details of flowers or uh, a shot of of a whiskey glass or. Like, n- never assume what, what your client is going to want from you. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a lesson that we kind of learned recently. My, my wife but, um, just uh, got a bunch of images printed for, uh, like, the, the, the new house, mm-hmm. and we were just sort of kitting it out with wedding images and stuff. So she got a bunch of images printed, and... Nice. Um, I, I think like 10% of them didn't have people in them. <laughs> I, I was like, what are you going to do with that? And then she was like, frame it. And I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're, you're, what, why would you frame that? <laughs> I was like, it, it's, it's relatively nice to look at, but why would you frame it? And she was like, yeah. she was like, it's very artistic, Neil. And I was like, well, okay, maybe I'm just not very artistic, but yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 I've seen that myself. Um, yeah. But uh, on top of, what what you could sort of do like right within your business i mean from from this so far we've already looked at you know ways of actually going and closing deals right now um Mm -hmm. and multiple ways of doing so we've also looked at how to plan or or how to even reach out now to be setting yourself up with a much larger audience of people who are going to be looking for your services in the next uh 12 to 18 months and then we're looking at how do you service your past clients so that you can uh, you can create extra income as well, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then there's almost like a fourth one there as well of you're a highly skilled person and you know you can adapt and you can move around and do other things here as well. So like for instance, just a few things I had noted down that people who I work with had actually gone and done who are wearing videographers or photographers and how they'd sort of repurpose we have people who are doing uh gyms bars shops schools uh, new business branding family portraits and doorstep portraits um and birthdays so those are some of the things that are actively getting done and purchased from wedding photographers and videographers right now because you know it's an amazing marketing tool for gyms, for example, to have a video walkthrough of what the experience is like right now, walking into the gym, removing anxiety mm-hmm. and stress for, for the potential uh, gym member. So, yeah. you know, showing them that the door is actually open for you or maybe even open. So you don't even need to touch the door. And then there's hand mm-hmm. sanitizer as soon as you go in and mm-hmm. we have set areas for, uh, for people. And we've got screens in between our, uh, our equipment and you know all of those things instead of just saying we've taken a lot of precautions and this that, and the other, this is the full walkthrough mm-hmm. and just about all gyms that I'm seeing and you know I, I work with a lot of gyms uh, just about all of them are getting videos made professionally right now 
with a walkthrough of their gym so that they can remove that anxiety and stress around uh around you know walking through the doors of the gym but it's the same for um bars and restaurants shops uh schools even especially private schools uh business branding is just one that you know that that you can do especially if you've got a graphic design background in any way um Mm -hmm. family portraits you can get in touch with your general market as well as just getting in front of new people and then Mm -hmm. things for for birthdays outdoor birthday parties and things like that um so there there's a whole bunch of things that you can do as well if you're willing to put your neck out there and you know actually get out and get it um and i mean i don't have hundreds of people in the wedding industry inside my programs you know i've maybe got Mm -hmm. like 15 and so that's quite a wide variety <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that we've got there of things that they're doing outside of weddings right now to, to generate income. Um, so it's definitely something to consider those things that I just mentioned, but also what, what else could you do that I probably haven't mentioned that could benefit from a video, especially if, if, if you're any good at, at selling you know, it's how you position it. So instead mm-hmm. of going to a gym and saying, are you looking for any video content right now? It's positioning it as, uh, you know, to, to help you generate new members for, for the gym. Uh, we'd love to help you with a, a, a video walkthrough of what the experience is like to remove anxiety around people getting in touch and, and coming in. So something mm-hmm. like that is now a, a, there, there's a reason for the investment. So, uh, yeah, going out there and, and getting alternative sources of income, uh, is something that's really viable, especially for those who are really, really struggling to generate and close leads right now for, for wedding specific things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So obviously you remember, and you have already met, uh, met up with Ross from Improve Glasgow. Is he part of your mentorship pro- program? I, I can't actually remember. No, Ross is actually one of my, he was one of my first private clients ever. Um, mm. And it's just one of those ones that <laughs> I ended up working with him for like five years. Uh, yeah. I, I literally saw, saw him the other day and we're, we're really close. Um, but he, he did the same thing as well, right? So he, well, yeah, well, he came to us and asked us to do the video for him. <laughs> So I'm I'm just saying, do I need to thank you for <laughs> for putting that idea in his head and then I know, give him I know, I know me and Ross spoke about uh, about the video he was going to get done, but I mm-hmm. honestly can't remember if it was my suggestion or his suggestion. But Ross is really proactive, so yeah. like, yeah, I know, yeah, you know, yeah. it it it, w- it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if it was Ross that came to me saying, "Oh, by the way, we're going to get a video done with a walkthrough." Yeah. Um. So so yeah, I'm not I'm not going to take uh, I'm not going to take that for myself. Yeah, because that that is exactly what you got done. Um, and it was just after, so Greg and I put uh, a little social media kind of package for because uh, we obviously we we work from the Axiom Arts building and there's loads of gyms in there so we put together uh, just a, a very cheap kind of um, our recording package for social media stuff uh, and when I told Ross that he was like oh right yeah okay yeah and obviously in his head obviously got got the ball rolling with that very specific idea of having his gym needing to be you know. Have a walkthrough, and and he does. He he does. He pushes that online. Um, so yeah, most yeah. people listening to this that 
don't want to do that that fourth step, I guess, of going out and doing something outside of weddings, uh, a big part of it is just going to be what are people going to think, and that that's going to be a big thing that holds people back. Like, what what will people think if I if I post that I'm willing to like do videos for gyms and things of that nature? I think I think for the most part, you're going to find that you know people really are going to respect and love uh, the way that you're hustling and going out there and getting it you know Mm. everybody knows the position that you're in and that it's really tough and I think most people are just going to like clap their hands to you and just go that's awesome I love the fact that they're going out and they're they're going there and getting it uh you could even position it in quite a funny way and just you know say on social media personal profiles business profiles Instagram stories whatever as the wedding industry is clearly booming right now, um, we're also uh, offering up um, small business packages where we're actually going to come in and we're going to showcase to your current customers, returning customers and new customers, uh, uh, soon to be customers, uh, how safe your uh, your business is to come into, mm-hmm. to use the gym, to uh, visit the restaurant, whatever it may be. Yeah. So, you know, that that type of way, you know, people could actually just think it was quite funny, but also it would be like an all-encompassing benefit-driven way of positioning it. So it's like, mm-hmm. hey, it doesn't matter what business you're in, whether you are a private school, a shop, a gym, a bar, uh, or anything else. If you're a small yeah. business and you think that people are going to be nervous about coming in to your business, then we can come and create a video that will overcome that stress and anxiety around visiting you so that you can begin to increase sales again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those, those videos, obviously the, the power in those videos is the fact that you are educating the viewer. So taking that approach then, because obviously we shoot a lot of, um, allotment style weddings and I've done, you know, uh, a good few uh, intimate weddings over the years. So we, you know, we have amazing stuff to show uh, potential clients um, if they go ahead and, and book an intimate wedding or an elopement. Um, but for people who don't have like a that kind of back catalogue of elopement work, do you think that kind of educating potential clients is, is, is a worthwhile thing? Because I think when people imagine postponing their wedding as a client they maybe have this uh, negative connotation of oh i'm not gonna have this or i'm not gonna have that or it's gonna be a stripped back wedding do you think it's beneficial for brands who maybe do want to just keep on the wedding um track to educate the pluses to potential clients of the smaller weddings yeah um i, th- I think i think there there is benefit to it uh I think it, it could move the needle slightly. Uh, however, taking somebody from like a social media post to repositioning how they think about will they or will they not go ahead with their wedding and then trying to get them as a booking is probably quite mm-hmm. a long a long process that has too many uh, drop-off opportunities yeah. where yeah, okay. you, know, you could be doing somebody else's work with that, really. You know, you, mm. you could be encouraging people to, to go ahead and, and make their weddings happen and then they could be going elsewhere uh, just because it's not like a complete streamlined uh, project. Whereas, mm. 
you know, you're sort of looking for the people who are just making the decision of, hey, we don't know when this is going to end. Uh, and I just want to be married to you. And, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it might just be that they want to get married to them or it could be, <laughs> hey, we need to get married because of X, Y, and Z. You know, it could yeah. be for, for any given reason, like could literally be green card processes of which I know very well. Um, <laughs> that's not why we, that's not why we got married. <laughs> but, uh-huh. but I know plenty of people get married so that they can go through visa processes. You know, if, yeah. if you're not married right now and your fiance is in the States and you're in the UK, you're not seeing that person. I I, mm-hmm. I get, interrogated for like two and a half hours to get into the u.s right now to see my wife i pay a mortgage in the u.s i pay my taxes in the u.s <laughs> and because uh and both parts of my application for green card have been approved i literally just have to have my interview um mm-hmm. but they're not doing the interviews right now right and and yet they mm-hmm. will still interrogate me for two and a half hours get me interviewed by three different people ask all the same questions and make sure that first of all, I don't answer anything wrong. And second of all, every answer is the same answer across the three people like (laughs) that, you know? So I, I, I'm sort of going off on a tangent here. However, (laughs) the, the, the point being is there's plenty of reasons to get married right now. And some people just actually can't wait. So as well as some people just wanting to get married right now, there's plenty of people that need to get married right now. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Because I was obviously uh, so the reason I asked that was because I was speaking to a photographer, and um, her thoughts on the matter were just people don't know how good how good these intimate weddings are. That actually, you know, the idea of uh, breaking free, be, being made to break free from traditions, uh, is actually great for the couple. Like there's there, there's been no couple of hers that. Um, have said oh you know what we still kind of wish we had the big wedding it's always been these small weddings are we're just so happy that we've been able to have this small wedding and you know for the couples that want the big party they can just have the big party another time yeah and that could come into your offering right you could end up getting two bookings here so it could be along the lines of uh you know, if the conversation goes that they are still planning to have a big party or even they might be planning on having what looks like a traditional wedding in the future, um, mm-hmm. you know, it might be that they're they're doing something very small and intimate or eloping completely. And then, yep. you know, they're going to have a proper wedding when everything opens up and they can have everybody that they, they want to have at their wedding in the future. You could say something mm-hmm. along the lines of, um, just let you know, if you book right now for your elopement or for your uh, small group wedding and um, mm. if you have a, a big party or celebration or even a full-blown um, large-scale wedding anytime in the future um, we'll give you 25% off so something yeah. like that so you might end up getting you know a, a few here that actually become uh double bookings you know which yeah. most most people don't go through unless somebody's getting divorced <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's very true one, one of our couples one of the handful of weddings that we've actually shot this year is that situation they've they moved their wedding a couple of times throughout this and then it got to september there and they were like look we want to just get married so we're going to have this small wedding within the restrictions and we'll do the other thing later so can we book you to do this wee thing now and we were like, mm. hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But on the flip side, one of, <laughs> like we've only had two cancellations 
and one of them is because they did a small wedding as a surprise for their family didn't tell anyone mm. so not even any suppliers got married and then they were like you know what that was a perfect day we had the family it was sunny we're not going to bother with the party what's the point so it's like oh shit like there's two sides to it there's there's a slight risk there with the small weddings but mm. i mean it balanced out for us that luckily but yeah 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 it makes sense yeah in fact, I was I was actually quite good because that that couple that had moved uh, their wedding it was a week before their final wedding date, and they call me up to say, "Hey, we're gonna move our wedding that's supposed to be next weekend to this weekend," as in tomorrow. Was it? No, was there two days, Greg? They phoned, I can't even they remember. phoned on the Friday to say they were moving it to the Sunday, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't do it." <laughs> But luckily, uh, we pulled pulled Tom in our our third camera guy. Yeah. So that, it <laughs> turned was, out to be uh, amazing. Like, so we managed to scramble, get our equipment ready, and drive the five hours up to Bucky and film it. The florist had managed to scramble and pick flowers from a local castle with permission, and get <laughs> an amazing bouquet and sort of archway around where they were getting married. It was. It just all worked out amazing. It was great. Mm. I didn't know that, Greg. That's cool. Yeah, she had to phone up the local castle and be like, "Hey, I need flowers now. Can I come and pick some?" Yeah, yeah. that's so cool. Who, 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 remind me who the florist was again. I don't know off the top of my head. I would need to look up. Ah, I need to check the I'll notes. put it in the show notes. <laughs> put it in the show notes. Yeah, because that's uh, yeah, that person needs recognition right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Awesome. Uh, is there any anything else that we could do to prepare for next year or to survive, or have we have we, have we covered it all, Neil? Um, well, I I would say you know the back end systems are something that you can work on now. They they can benefit you now because the wedding industry isn't dead by any means, as we've massively established through through this conversation. There's plenty of weddings happening. It's just not on the same scale. Uh, as you know, as the best of times, of course. Um, <laughs> but the the back end systems of of your marketing, you know, like your application process, your uh, social media presence, even you know, getting things like Facebook ads or YouTube ads or Google ads or any of these things in place for for the first time is a perfect time to be doing it right now. Because when mm-hmm. you're when when the the opportunity is here it's too late to to learn this stuff or to put it into place it's also you know it's it's too late if you're if you're reasonably busy as well because you are going to have to put a bit of time and effort into this the 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 one good thing about the uh the lockdown situation or uh close to lockdown at the moment is uh you know, a lot of people actually do have time on their hands to do the things that they've been promising themselves that they were going to do for their self, mm. for their business for, for a very long time. Uh, so these chunky things that you might have been putting off and just putting off, th- this is the sort of time where you ask yourself, was I just saying I'm putting it off or am I actually just never going to do it? Um, because if you want to have these great systems on the back end application process and front end marketing as well, then what better time than to to learn and implement it right now? Yeah. yeah. And we used the time during lockdown to do that as well. I'm going to give a wee plug to 
our friend Remy's software, Octoa. It's for like managing your clients from sort of inquiry, proposal to doing your contract and sort of payments. Uh, mm-hmm. So we've been using that and it's been really good. Uh, we'll put a referral link in the show notes as well. Uh, it is a referral link, so you don't have to click it if you don't want to. But it's worth checking out if you're a photographer or filmmaker for managing your sort of clients through that process. Awesome. Yeah. And if you are a filmmaker and just want to see some amazing wedding films, Remy uh, over at Maru Films is just fantastic at what he does. Just in general, we have had him on the podcast, but it was part of a, a, a guest spot for um, uh, the Way Up North podcast. But because that got postponed, we haven't been able to release it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Class. Way Up North. Uh, way Up North, yeah. Look. Great big conference for filmmakers and photographers. and cool. Yeah. It was, uh, it was actually supposed to be coming up very soon. Next week, mm. is it? I think it was but, supposed to be right now. <laughs> is it supposed to be right now <laughs> hopefully um, hopefully it'll be on next year so yes anyway go check out Remy um, that, that yeah, was a Neil, bit of a detour you. though <laughs> sorry it was a bit of a detour but you anyway. uh, Neil thank you very much for uh, joining us um, we obviously asked you for some book recommendations last time you were on and I think what did he recommend so, Greg it was Donald one of them Miller was, was one of them. building a story brand, which mm-hmm. I sort of, I'd read before and it's amazing. It's been recommended so many times since then as well. And mm. I think you also recommended The Richest Man in Babylon, which coincidentally oh, yeah. I've actually <laughs> just finished reading. Uh, it's amazing. It was really interesting. Uh, I'd recommend that. But is there anything else that recently, since the last time we spoke, that you would recommend? Uh, uh, High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. It's very good. Mm. Um, the Road Less Stupid by Keith Cunningham is mm-hmm. an amazing read as well. Um, that's going to get you really thinking about your business and, uh, you know, maybe some biases that, that we might naturally have in our heads and uh, that push us to do things that we know we shouldn't do in our business or... Uh, it just helps you avoid a lot of pitfalls and streamline revenue and profitability. It's very, very good. Cool. Um, do, 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 do. If you're into uh, behavior psychology, uh, Contagious by uh, Jonah Berger is is uh, a great book. And one of my favorites, I might have even mentioned this on the last one, I can't remember, uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Oh, is, that's a good one, yeah. Really, really good. Very cool. Oh, that's loads for folk to, to go and do some homework <laughs> on. Oh, I know. I'll be doing it in my hot tub. <laughs> we got all the, all the information from the episode and they've now got all those books as well. So I know. if people want to find out more about yourself and the stuff that you offer, where can they go and check that out? Uh, well, I'm probably most active on uh, Instagram and YouTube as well. So if you go to at Neil Shoney Mac on Instagram or just type in Neil Shoney Mac on YouTube, you can see some deep dive episodes on how to get leads and sales through Instagram, Facebook, Facebook ads and everything in between. Um yeah, and if you also want, we do a 30-minute lead generation audit and strategy session for free. We do a handful of these each week 
Um, and all you have to do is go to neilshoney.com forward slash call uh, to, to book in one of those. They're, they're usually booked up quite a few days in advance, but you can usually get in about four or five days ahead. Um, cool. Well, Neil, uh, and I'm sure you have a busy day. So, um, in fact, you, you're, uh, you're with your, your mentoring group, right? Yeah. 12, do, is that right? Doing five hours of live coaching <laughs> from, mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. 12 to five today. So, uh, yeah, busy one. Cool. I just want to ask, do you call them Shoney ponies? <laughs> Honestly, Please. that's popped into my head a whole bunch of times <laughs> since you said it last time. <laughs> Well, remember, I'm still number one, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway, we'll let you go. And people can find us at Cinemate Films, mainly on Instagram as well, Facebook, cinematefilms.co.uk as well, for the website, all those places. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, hit that subscribe button so you know when the next episode goes online. Please leave a review. That is a massive help in order for us to grow the podcast. But if you don't want to do that, absolutely fine. Tell your carpool buddy. Anyway. Until next time. Enjoy your life. <laughs>